Welcome back to Not So Southern Gentlemen. I'm Ricky. And I'm Sean. Oh man, we've got a packed episode today. Yeah, man. This thing is just as packed as last week's San Diego Comic-Con one. It is just, it's almost two pages worth of content. Yeah, I'm really excited about some of the news that came out between our last episode and today. Oh, I'm sorry. Today is the July the 31st. It's the last day of the month. We're fixing to hit August my my wife's a school teacher. She's about to be covered up in school everything oh, and children. So oh, I didn't even think about that. That is awesome. I always yeah. forget that. Uh, you yeah. know, it, it's got to be nice to have the summer off, but it's also you dread it. I imagine. Yeah, that's what she's thinking. It's awesome. Um. Anyway, <laughs> moving on to funner things. Uh, it looks like I've got surprised. And, and I was surprised whenever you mentioned this to me uh, a couple weeks ago that there's a new movie coming out. It is a sequel to The Blair Witch. I had no clue that this was happening. What, what do you know about this? Okay, I guess it was called it was called The Woods at first, and there was uh, you know they released some teaser information. Blair Witch is known for doing stuff like this, releasing little bit of information, and I guess it was called The Woods. And we had seen like a teaser trailer for something. And then when Comic-Con came around, they changed it and they said, no, it's called Blair Witch. And it is a sequel to the Blair Witch Project. The brother of the main girl in the first one is going to hunt for his sister because some evidence of something has reappeared. So it looks good if you've seen the first one. Have you seen the first one? The original Blair Witch? Yes, The Blair Witch Project. Yeah. Let's talk about that movie real quick. The Blair Witch Project was a movie that came out in it at an odd time. It was one of the first movies. Yep. Yeah, I mean, first I, found footage. I saw this movie in a theater. It was found footage. It was 4 by 3 ratio. It was everybody going, is this a, what is this? Why is this so... This looks like it's a real camera. I mean, what what is going on? Oh my Oh my gosh, this is this is this is strange. This is freaky. This is exciting. And there was a you you don't get it that often. There was a feeling, a communal feeling of going to and seeing this and it was an experience. And I, I was happy to be a part of it, and I do think that that was a good movie for that time and that to happen. The uh, uh, producers and the direction was really smart about what they did. It was kind of a, you know, it kind of ebbed its way through the community, and the marketing was just just right, kind of like um, when they grabbed up Paranormal Activity. Uh, right. But but this was the first movie that did that. Oh yeah, man. Uh, I remember, it, you know, there was there was a website dedicated to it. You could read about the people and what their backstories were, and it was let it led you to believe this was real found footage, and somebody had taken it and pieced it all together for you to see as a movie. Like it never was put out there initially that you know this is a fake movie. They let the public believe what they wanted to believe is basically what came out. You know, there were the people, oh, this is fake, it's made, you know, it's just going to make money. No, 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 this is real, I'm telling you, look at the website. I, I had a really good time with this movie. I remember, I believe it was 99, some friends and I had taken a break after our first year of college, and we went on a road trip from from Jonesboro for us up to Cincinnati, Ohio, and then we went to Sandusky, Ohio, and we stopped at Kings Island, 
and Cedar Point along the way. And we were in Cincinnati when this was out. And I remember the day after King's Island, we didn't really want to take a second day there. So we went and saw this movie. Great movie. I remember we seen it during the day. And when we left the theater, I remember thinking, I really am glad it's daytime. (laughs) When, When we're leaving the theater, I remember thinking to myself, yeah, I'm with my friends and stuff, but I'm really glad it was daytime when we saw that movie. Yeah, and we we completely skipped the the Blair Witch is about three friends who document going out, discovering this information about this character called the Blair Witch. They go out into the woods to try to find some evidence, and they end up running into supernatural stuff. And uh, by the end, they end up finding this house, and things just happen. I don't want to. I know this movie is twenty years, almost twenty years old, but I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Go watch it if you haven't. It's a good experience. And then uh, that'll prepare you for the one that's coming out. Don't watch. Right. Don't watch Blair Witch Two. Just don't. <laughs> See, you say this. You say this. You say don't watch Blair Witch Two. Book of Shadows. I have a rebuttal for that. I say that is a very good movie. It's underrated. It was fun. It had all the horror aspects. And if you don't know that, let me go briefly into that. <laughs> let me let me rebuttal your rebuttal. It's a horrible well, movie, but please explain. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Oh. Well, it's got good actors. It's got Jeffrey Donovan in it. That's the first. I wrote that down. That's a notable name from there, and I like that guy. Burn Notice is uh, what he's probably most known for. It, it was just a movie about fans of the movie, of it being a movie. It didn't even have a take on the Blair Witch itself. It was just, yeah, it's a movie, and we're fans of it, and then they get caught up in the real thing, like, yeah, it's like it's it. meta before meta. I got it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was good. It was good. But see, that that's a good movie for me that's coming out because, I mean, not that you don't like movies like that, but that's, that's where I love those type movies. Now, you, on the other hand, are getting an awesome movie that I know you are nuts about, and you're getting a sequel. Yeah, uh, Disney announced that they are doing a, well... The title, I, the article I read said reboot, but I also read that it's a sequel to The Rocketeer. Now, The Rocketeer was a Disney movie based on a Dave Stevens comic that came out in. Uh, Who knows? You you did this. It came out on this. A have you seen it? Wasn't yeah, it? this it came, was your first. Have you seen it? Yeah, it came out the same year as like Tim Burton's Batman. It was really. Uh, innovative in that way because all the movies at that time were kind of the Tim Burton model. I mean, the, the Tim Burton Batman movie takes place in a very Tim Burton world. The, the design, the sets, and are all Tim Burton. And other superhero right. movies at that time kind of copied that. They had their own unique, otherworldly feeling to it, whereas The Rocketeer was one of the first superhero movies that placed it squarely in the real world in a period piece, of course, it was like in the uh, 1930s or uh, just before World War II. It was very fun. It was very kind of Marvel-esque, their take on how they do superheroes. And funny enough, the director of The Rocketeer, who, like I said, this movie takes place in the 30s before the Nazis, Joe Johnson <laughs> also directed Captain America the first Avenger. Now, the first Avenger. And I, I will I will give you this, that this movie, you could play it, both of them back to back, 
you if not for the special effects, you'd feel they were both made at the same time. But we're talking about the sequel here. And let's see, it's set six years after the original Rocketeer. Cliff Secord is vanished while fighting Nazis. An unlikely new hero emerges, a young African-American female pilot who takes up the mantle of the Rocketeer in an attempt to stop an ambitious, corrupt rocket scientist from stealing jetpack technology and what could prove to be a turning point in the Cold War. Oh. And I am completely fine with all of this. I get more Rocketeer. Oh, yeah. More Rocketeer, I'm great. And Dave, St- I'm happy for Dave Stevens. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it sounds like a great movie. I, uh, I like the fact that it's a continuation story. They've already made explanations for the previous character, and it, it just opens it up for another very clean story with the same superhero. With the, somebody else taking up the mantle, it's going to be good. I hope so. Yeah, and... I hope that, uh, uh, the writing is about as good. You know, that's what I liked about the Rocketeer that I hope they capture is the colors. I remember the Rocketeer felt very golden age, right? You know, like... Yeah, it's, it's the, at that time, you know, his... His costume, they, they left his costume 100% true to the comic. It's very Art Deco. The colors right. really do pop. I mean, it's, you know, everybody's talking, same now, you know, that, that kind of period thing. And oh, yeah. it's done so well. Now, me and another friend were talking about this when this news uh, dropped, that with technology they have nowadays, they could actually have the original actors, Jennifer Connelly, and, and, of course, the guy who plays Cliff Secourt come back with the de-aging technology like they used in Ant-Man. So that that really does excite me. I, I want this movie to be out now. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for another good movie. But let me, let me tell you what I'm excited about. Last episode, we talked about that not much footage that came out at uh, San Diego Comic-Con did not re- get released online. But I did find... One that did was held back and that did slip through the cracks. We're yes. talking about the new Rogue One trailer that premiered and was not put out online yet, as of yet, and shows somebody pretty special. Now, it, the news already did drop that Darth Vader will be in this film. Well, in this new right. trailer, it does show Darth Vader in the breathing and the crowd completely explodes all over the place. And it was a really good trailer. Well, you just watched it. What was your opinion of it? Uh, hey, it looks great. I, I'm pumped. I want to watch it now. You know, it reminds me of, you know, I, I really don't know. Rogue One was a book, right? No, uh, well, that is the confusing thing. Uh, Rogue One was Wedge, maybe. Maybe he was Rogue Three. But I know that Rogue Squadron and uh, Wedge's name was Rogue okay. something. And so okay. so the, the name Rogue One is very familiar to any Star Wars fans. Now, I do believe this is a completely new story. There is no book this is this is associated right. with. But it, it is it, it's very smart of them to do this, and it's a very familiar feeling to say Star Wars Rogue One. You're like, I know I know that name. I've heard this before somewhere. This must be something I know. Yeah, The trailer looks awesome. Like I uh, had commented to you, it feels like maybe this is... We're getting the story of the rebellion coming to a point where they're noticed. You know, maybe there's always been these grumbles in the Empire, but this may be the story where we get to see somebody stand up against the Empire is the feel I get from the trailer. It does show, like, Mon Mothra, the rebel base. So the the rebellion has been organized for a little while. And 
this trailer showed some new footage. It showed uh, the lead actress running as a young child and then running across the battlefield. It showed some new shots of fighting and the the death troopers and the very end uh, the new footage with uh it showed a reflection in a floor of like a star of course you're on like an imperial um star destroyer and as it pans up you see a dark figure and then you hear the vader breath sound come in and of course you don't hear anything else after that as the crowd like completely kills each other because it's amazing um but it's really glad to see, and I'm gonna. I'm really going to be excited to see this in HD. Bring it on! Let's go. Let's go see it already. I'm ready. Let's go. We have to wait. We got a couple other things. Game right. Of- Something we have to wait for. We have to wait two seasons. Well, technically not, since we're only getting 14 episodes. But we don't know the length, so who knows? Well, it- we may get. We may get seven two-hour episodes per season, which. Would be great. But we're talking, of of course, about Game of Thrones. They said, they came out and said, season eight will be the end. So we have a limited time span. We have 14 episodes left. What's your opinion? It it sounds fine. I had originally heard 15 episodes that it was supposed to be seven on season seven, technically seven on season eight, with an extra episode that would be an undetermined amount of time to yeah, wrap it all up. Yeah, but I mean, we're so far out. They if they they could go, oh well, let's actually put ten more episodes back right. in season eight. We're yeah. fine, you know. That's I'm not down to the nitty gritty of that, it, but they it's did. It's fine with me, and yeah. I'm glad that uh, I'd read that they already are talking. You know, uh, a new uh, take on it, like a new story already side story well what i was talking with a, at work with a huge fan of game of thrones she's read all the books she's got the the prequel big art book that has uh, i think it's the world of game of thrones and it's it's a very nice 50 dollar like coffee table book oh, wow. and we were talking about how great it would be if they did a couple of seasons of game of thrones that were robert's war which, of course, would be the 15 years prior to the start of Game of Thrones, which would be... I, I mean, I'd sit and watch that also. I, I'd love to see all that. Oh, I, I believe, honestly, that they have a... Uh, you have a following now that is so great. As long as you feed them good material with good stories, you as long as you have good writers, you have an endless supply of stories. As long as they stay on this level with this much attention to detail in the stories, and they have an endless supply. Yeah, and I don't know if Game of Thrones is a Star Wars level, you know, in tw- in 30 years are we going to be rebooting mm-hmm. or continuing or that kind of thing. I mean, that's that's all hard to say, but, you know, it's, it, is a it's rab- it is currently a rabid fan base. Yeah, it, it is. It's definitely made its mark. And it, it, unless you have more... On Game of Thrones, something that I that I believe has made its mark is, have you seen Stranger Things? I finished watching the last episode today. For me, this was seriously one of the best things I've seen on television in, in years. And, and I don't mean to take away from stuff like Daredevil Season 2, Daredevil Season 1, Orange is the New Black, all... Netflix original series, which I really enjoy watching. This was something different. It felt like 
It was definitely a throwback to my childhood. My favorite movie of all time is The Goonies. And this was The Goonies meets E.T. meets X-Files for me. And Hold I on, let me, let me loved get, it. I loved it. Let's, I address, loved it. let's address that. For me, actually, I was more Goonies, E.T. with Stephen King writing a bunch of that. Because, I mean, man, from the, the opening of the show, feels like... You just went to the video store in 1983 and rented some crazy movie you haven't heard of. The titles that come up, the music that's playing. It sounds it's like a John Carpenter movie straight out of the 80s. It, it, it really is. I I can fully see your point there. It it was scary. Like there were parts where my pulse was up, my palms were sweaty, and I'm like, go, 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 go. Like, it was that good. It was that scary. Yes, but, man, the music was awesome. The soundtrack, incredible. The score to go along with it on the intro, wow. Um, and the best way I can describe it is my son hates scary things. Um, he's just not currently a, a fan of, of um, you know, scary stuff. But right. he was drawn into this enough that he wanted to watch it. I mean, a monster and, 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 and death and all, he wanted to watch it. And that is very unusual for him. So, I mean, it was that good. He's, he's 11, of course, but it yeah. drug him in, uh, that, he, kicking uh, and screaming. I can't, I can't imagine watching this. Uh, it, it had to be awesome to watch this as a child because it was that good. Not going to lie, though, man, that, that movie hits you in the feels in the last episode. Yeah, let me ask you about the... What did you think of the sheriff? Oh, yeah, awesome character. Man, if there's somebody in that movie that has a crappier end of the stick than that sheriff... I really don't know who it is. That guy, uh, what we see at the end is open to interpretation, I feel. Although he may have done something questionable. I I still feel, I feel bad for him. And he's an awesome character to me. I didn't think, okay, there's a point at which he gets in a car and disappears. I didn't think he was going to show back up. And then when so that's exactly how I felt when he did, I was like, Oh, what's, what's this? Hold on. Right. What are we, what are we doing here? Right. But yeah, I'm, I really like this. And there, of course they set up for a second season and Correct. I and, like it. And from what I've read, the, the Duffy brothers, they're the ones that have done this. They have somewhat made the announcement that this could be an anthology type series where we could get different stories here and there, although I believe it was discussed, and from what I hear, season two will be a continuation of the story that we got this time around. Yeah, and I really enjoyed it. Um, now, the most notable so that, names in it were uh, Winona Ryder, which the last thing i seen her oh in man. was a Star Trek movie, and she did great. Let me, I let mean, me, I'll give the round of applause there. Winona Ryder, you... She did really good. The dad that works in the um, the facility, I, I recognized him, but everybody turned in a great performance. Oh, the, the kids, Modine, yeah. He always plays a jerk in everything he has. I like Matthew. Spoilers. Modine. I'm sorry, I let that one slip, but dude, <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, what did you yes. think about the performance of the children? 
my my wife told me that uh she had read an article that uh they felt they were doing a period piece and uh that made me feel really old <laughs> but I, they were they were all incredible actors and actresses scoot closer to the microphone they were doing a period piece it was in the 80s this is 2016 i know i know i know that's still funny, don't you think? I never really feel I'm old enough that a period piece is my childhood. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's depressing. Speaking of childhood, we have some Blu-rays. Now, September 13th appears to be... That makes no sense. <laughs> quite a day for Blu-rays. That makes no sense. I'm and, just going to say that. Please leave this in here. That and, makes no sense. <laughs> And I, I didn't mean to make this like upcoming Blu-rays, but I went to research. I was like, when does this movie come out? Okay, when does this... Wait a minute. Oh, shoot. Well, okay, when does this... Oh, my God! Okay, September 13th, we are getting the Warcraft movie uh, on, home video, on Blu-ray. We are getting Captain America Civil War on Blu-ray. We are getting the 30th anniversary of the Transformers animated movie on Blu-ray. <laughs> Wow. So that day is going to be a, a busy day for buying Blu-rays. So Good night. Yeah. Speaking of which, I need to tell you, uh, I may be able to give us a review on the Warcraft movie soon coming up. But yeah, September 13th, I, I may have to set back some cash because I'm definitely thinking Civil War. And I know you'll hate me for this, but I do not own Transformers the movie in any way, shape, or form on any form of media. So I would think I need to pick that up. Well, that's okay, because I own it in every form of media it came out on. So Now, you, did, you you, did you see this whenever you were, when it came out in theaters originally? Yes, I did. Oh, okay, okay. Yes, I, I saw it that way. Yeah, but, and like I've stated um, before, Transformers isn't everybody's cup of tea. I mean, you may have been a G.I. Joe guy, you may have been a Thundercats guy, and you may have let all that go after you've seen it. You know, I, I'm just a Transformers guy, so. No, no, I, I remember seeing it, and uh, I believe my parents got it for me on Betamax as well. Uh, I, I had the VHS, which was, uh, it was one of the first VHSs I owned. I'm sure they played, paid way too much for it. I still have it, it's... Yeah. To safe in a in a box somewhere. But as promised last week, we we skipped over a little of San Diego Comic Con's minor stuff uh, due to time. So we're gonna come back to that. And one that I missed because I just I just didn't see it. Justice League Dark is an animated movie that uh, DC's putting out now. They have always done a great job on their animated movies. And this one yes. is, of course, the Dark Justice League, which is Hellblazer and Zatanna and Dead Man. Help me out. Who else is in that? Swamp Thing. You, you, you named all the ones I was going to, so now we're both left out in the cold. But the uh, what I really like about this is they brought Matt Ryan back as uh, John Constantine from the show, from Arrow, and now he's going to oh. be on this also. And I thought he turned in a great, awesome. a great performance as John Constantine, so I'm really happy to see oh, yes. Luke Cage. Excellent. They also uh, gave out the names of three Luke Cage episodes. He has episodes. We're excited. Everybody's excited. Well, dude, the, the exciting part is uh i believe the soundtrack and the titles are coming from the wu-tang clan that's who's naming them i never was a huge fan i, I well I never was a 
fan. Oh man, I, mean, I don't. I, don't, I love Wu Tang Clan. I don't I, have a problem I, with the Wu Tang Clan. I just uh, I, I like Wu Tang. So if it's any more of a deal than what people are making out of it, it's because of that. And Wu Tang has like a huge following. And let's see what else. What uh, you say, for, Mini Sega? Yeah, well, well we what? we could we could hit it now. Yeah. Um. So of course, Sega. We we talked about the Nintendo bringing out a mini console that would play thirty games and not connected and everything like that. Sega right. already has a mini console that yeah ex- we, that we has talked about those too. They're like fifty bucks at a you know general dollar store. Right, and the Sega mini console actually accepts Sega games and has 80 games on it. Now, some of them are smaller, like uh, on the PlayStation Store, mini-games. They're that kind of thing. But after Nintendo announced, Sega announced that they are going to re-release and repackage the new Sega system to, of course, they're going to try to build off sales of the Nintendo is what they're doing. So, But that did come up this yeah. week. Well, it's, you know, I mean, it's a good compete. They can compete. I, I ain't going to lie. Uh, there's some Sega games I would really like to play, especially depending on the titles that are released. Like, I mean, if they bring, you know, the whole Sega line and allow you to pick some out of CD or something, that would be awesome. We also got news of, well, we didn't get news. It was a picture. The Tessa Thompson, the star of Thor Ragnarok, who plays Valkyrie, I showed off a picture of her sword, and of course it's a short sword uh, that she will be using in, in, in the movie. I keep looking at this logo and think it's amazing. Thor Ragnarok, like it's a 80s oh, yeah. video game. It's awesome. Yeah. It, 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 I like it. I mean, I've still seen people busting on it this week in the comments, but you know, nothing's going to be liked by everybody. Yeah, and, but, and you forget, you know, if if you go back and look at movies of different decades, they all look the same. They're all done in the same style. All the logos look exactly the same. I like them taking this approach, going out of the box, taking a risk, and I think it looks awesome. I, I don't care. Yeah, I'm liking it. And, you know, sticking in the Marvel world right now, we have learned that uh, two movies have become one. And we will only have one Infinity War movie. Now, what's your take on that? Um, like I said in the in the pre-show, if I trust Marvel and their decisions at this point, they haven't had they haven't given me any reason not to trust them. And if they felt that it didn't work as two movies and it works better as one movie, I, I have nothing to say about that. I, I will shake their hand and go on about my day. I just give me my movie ticket. Because I, regardless I of what the second one is called, I'm still going to watch it, regardless of the story. I mean, I watched Age of Ultron. I'm fine. So give me another one. It's true. It's true. When I first read it, I thought, man, that's a... They, they had two movies, and they could, you know, put so much information in there, and you could have time for enough side story and, you know, build different characters. But then again, I started thinking... Since our talk, even, Infinity War, the reason it has all those side stories is because you have so many characters available to follow their different storylines. And like you pointed out, maybe if Marvel has realized that, you know what, we have just enough characters to pack out an amazing one movie. Yeah, and... I say go for it. And, you know, everybody could be reading this completely wrong. 
the two movies may still be involved in Thanos and whatever. It's just Correct. the second one went from Infinity War Part 2 to Untitled Avengers Movie. Correct. And, and it says nothing about, and I've, I've reread this article a couple of times, it says nothing about that they're not related. And, and of course, the Russo brothers have talked about this before, that they weren't married to the title of either of those movies, that they were placeholders. So, right. As stuff gets closer and finalized, we'll know more. But like I'm saying, right now, both movie bad guys still could be Thanos. This is true. You bring up a very good point, and you're more than likely correct. Um, And also, one thing I wanted to bring to the table is I did see a book I talked about before. There is a... I'm a big fan of art books. I have, uh, like, Transformers had an art book called Legacy that has all the... Uh, box art from the 80s. Um, I have two of those in case something happens to one. (laughs) I have an art book of He-Man and that kind of thing and several others. Um, There is a Art of Atari book coming out and it's uh, scheduled for October 25th, 2016. They have two editions, a um, standard hardcover and then a prestige uh, special edition that's 75. Now the hardcover is 30. It's 29.41 on Prime right now, and it j- features um, artwork from all those classic Atari games like Asteroid, Centipede, Missile Command. Just go- Google Art of Atari, and you will see this, and you will see all the great stuff that, like Breakout. Breakout is just a game of where you bounce, you know, you bounce a ball between your paddle and a r- ceiling and break the tiles. But it had right. amazing artwork on the box. You wanted that box. You're like, what is this? And oh, yeah. um, that art really sold that stuff. And this, may, I may pick this up because, you know, that stuff really takes me back. I remember that artwork. I, I remember uh, looking at the boxes and feeling that, you know, you uh, could make up your own adventure with the uh, artwork. You could really look at the box and you know feel like you knew what the game was about by looking at it. There's a lot of games nowadays that the cover artwork does absolutely nothing to tell you what the game is about. And the Atari did that well. Yeah, I mean, you got like Drew Strazon or Struzon level artwork on these, you know, little Spy Hunter, Pitfall, Space Invaders. Well, Pitfall didn't have that, but like Yars, Missile Command. Um, I could go on and on about how good some of this artwork was. The standard Space Invaders artwork was looks like a movie poster. I mean, this stuff looks great. So sometime awesome. go uh, look it up, check it out, and uh, that may be something you want to pick up. Heck yeah! So. Let me let me try to work this in here. I had this hanging over from last week. Did you see uh, Rocket and Groot are going to space? I did see this article. This is fun. This is good fun news. Uh, you know they're they're going to be on the mission patch for the mission. Uh, initially, I'd seen uh, it was for a Mars mission. It's not for a Mars mission. It is for Taking stuff to and from the space station. Yeah, and that's that's what's on the patch. The patch is a shield with a rocket and group looking up to the sky, and of course, right what they're looking at is the International Space Station. And this is really, really cool, especially for if you grew up in the 80s and you had some of that space race, want to be an astronaut kind of 
thing to you, which every American kid I know at the time did. Space oh, camp, yeah. and you had, uh, there's an actual space camp you always wanted to go to. Uh, this is the kind of thing you dreamed about. So this is a, a little bit of our childhood come to life, and, and I, I like it. Well, you know me. Uh, I love outer space. It, it uh, It's pretty cool to me. I enjoy it. And this, I, I'm going to have to try to find a way to get my hand on, you know, maybe even a replica or something of one of these mission patches. That that would just be really awesome. Smithsonian. You could get them. Oh, oh. Just go there and ask. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, to the Smithsonian. One mission patch for Rocket and Groot, please. Please. I don't know if that's going to work out that well. But uh, next time I'm in the Smithsonian, I'll be sure and check that out. We got one more thing. Uh, looks like you want to talk about. That's right. Some guy. I I didn't even, because this was leftover. So I don't even feel like opening the article because I'm jealous of him. You know what? Some guy out there, he caught all the Pokemon. and But all that he could within the continental 48 you know, states. Or I don't know if they considered Alaska and Hawaii outside because of the territorial. I don't know. Pokemon Go is real weird uh, because of what type of Pokemon you can catch in certain areas and then i know that north america has its own pokemon and anyway there's different ones that are designed to be in different areas this guy caught 142 which is the most you can catch in north america that's the point of all of it and so niantic who is the company that made the game pokemon and uh the marriott i believe have teamed together and are sending him around the world to collect the rest of them. Now, that's pretty cool, if you ask me, for some game that's silly, but I'm jealous. I want to go around the world and catch Pokemon. Me like, too. Yeah, can you imagine you're, you're just hanging out in Paris? Somebody's like, hey, why are you here? Man, why why are you here? I'm here to catch them all. I hope that guy's grateful because that's pretty cool. Okay, uh, winding down, I'm coming to. I have a video game review. Uh, I recently purchased oh. for my son. Oh, Mighty Number no. Nine. Now, <sighs> Mighty Number Nine has been in the news of late. Um, they have finally delivered their game. This was a huge, huge Kickstarter campaign. Uh, okay. Based on I was the, wondering when I seen that. It, it, so it's a Kickstarter game that's finally yeah that that finally did come out. Now of course, Mighty Number no. Nine was a uh, pro, a labor of love from the people that made and developed the Mega Man game. They went out. They're not associated with Capcom anymore, and they made a a quote unquote spir- spiritual successor to. Mega Man. Now, I loved the Mega Man games whenever I was little. Uh, one of our friends, Matt, uh, went into... His love was Mega Man X, and he, I believe he has all of those. Mighty Number no. 9 is a good Mega Man game. Uh, a lot of people have, have j- uh, jilted feelings, have uh, bad feelings about the game because of really? how long it took, how much money they got, how the game is uh, kind of lukewarm in some opinions... And, you know, just the stuff that comes along with being really successful and high expectations. So, okay, uh, I've only played through the first and second levels. 
and I think it's fine. I think it's a it's a good Mega Man game. Um, I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, if you're if you're going in expecting something amazing, groundbreaking. yeah, groundbreaking <laughs> from a game based on a game from the '80s, I don't know exactly what you're looking for. I mean, uh, my best example would be you know, Castlevania. Once again, Symphony of the Night is kind of a lightning in a bottle in that it, it recap it did something new with the game from the 80s uh, but it also is on the other side of that any other game made after that is kind of a copy of that so right. I don't know why people's expectations would be so high for something based in in your nostalgia right and, and that's what makes it so popular is the nostalgia you know that's what makes them so critical of it. You have these high hopes from your past, and you hope this game lives up to and exceeds those, and a lot of times that is very, very difficult to do. Right. I'm fine with it. I bought, uh, and the way I went about it was uh, I did buy it for PS4. Of course, I don't own a PS4, but it came with a digital code to download the PS3 version, so uh, that's what I did. Oh, my goodness, man. One of these days, soon... You will own a PS4. Please. Please, soon. I'm getting there. It, I'm getting it's there. such a great console. Oh, I know you are. I know you are. And I, after your review, I, I need to say this. Uh, I, the past... All right. Last week, I gave a comic book review, but that was the first one in two weeks. And then this week, I do not have a comic book review. But I still need to say this... Um, our friend Sean Caspian on YouTube, he has some awesome videos. You need to go check him out. Give him a sub. Give him some likes on his videos. He has the most unique take on an unboxing video that I've seen. You need to go check that out. If you watch any unboxing videos and you know they're pretty much all the same, you need to go check his out. Very unique take on it. And you'll you once you get to watching them, you'll be hooked, and you'll want to see him unbox other stuff in the same way, just so you can be like, that's that's pretty cool. I like it. So give him a, a sub and a like, and, and let him know that we sent you there. Yeah, and before we get too far into our goodbyes, let me fill in your comic book review with a review of my own. I found at a Walmart of all places, Batman: The Killing Joke, not. The movie that's coming out, but the actual hardback comic of The Killing Joke. Right. And I, I nice. had never owned this. I'd never actually read it all the way through. Of course, I did know the story. I did know what took place. Right. Let me start out by saying I'm an art guy. And uh, Brian Bollard, who I don't have any comics with his art, but it's it's very good. It's very simple minimalist uh there's not a lot of stuff on the walls there's dark rooms with light uh highlighting things like it does of course but there's plenty of when the action pumps up the 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 art pumps up um i, I enjoy it I, it's it's really good a really good read and of By course what the characters are doing right and of course this provides a origin for the joker now of course they've said you know that he's so mad that he he makes up these origins for himself, so it's it was meant to be the true origin of the Joker, but they later said, you know, whatever. Uh, but it's a good story. It's a really good read. 
the Joker is portrayed very well in it. Batman is portrayed very well. Commissioner Gordon is done really, really well. And of course, the big, the big thing of Barbara getting shot. Really right. enjoyed it. Really, really did enjoy this. And I, I picked well, it up for twelve bucks, and I've never seen this less than twenty. So I was really happy to find awesome. this. Yeah, if your local Walmart uh, has uh, these in stock, I do suggest you pick it up. That's awesome. I had seen a copy of it up at Hastings, and uh, I did not pick it up. It was still a little pricey, even at twenty percent off. I want to wait and see if it's still there when it goes down a little lower, and then I'm going to try to snag it. Since you said uh, Hastings, I have been by Hastings, and now stuff, if you're if you're going to wait and, and think you're going to get a deep discount on stuff, stuff is already disappearing, because I went by and looked for some graphic novels I knew were there before they started uh, marking these sales, and a couple of ones I wanted are already gone. Uh, some of the stuff that you may want may be gone when you, if you're waiting for oh, 50 60 80 percent off that's when i'm gonna go you know if, if you want something and and it's you want a good price you might want to stop by hastings and and you know tell those guys thank you for the service and, and pick up some stuff you like at a good price uh there are some things i'm waiting on to see what happens because they're kind of obscure you know kind of sh figure yep, arts that, kind of stuff that, that nobody's buying Yes. That nobody's bought since yes. it's been in the store. And when those <laughs> yeah. come down when those come down to a good price, I may have to snatch those. So here's my next goal is an untouched thing in nearly all Hastings I've ever been in is the headphone section. I'm waiting for a set of over the ear headphones to go on sale and then I'm on snag them. Earlier today I read that because Oh, that leads me into something else that I know we were on our way out, but did you see Superman for the CW? Yes, I did. That looked horrible. <laughs> the The promo did, shot didn't look great, no. Right. Was that photoshopped or airbrushed? Uh, several people uh, I talked to said they thought that was a uh, him photoshopped into a pre-existing shot of her. Right. It... it it looked like Johnny Bravo or something, the way the guy's jawline is. Like, it looked crazy. Yeah, so pictures came out of him on set that looked a lot better. Tyler Colquin, I believe is his name. And, and that's not the point of my story. I I just seen that came out and wanted to get your opinion on it. They had said that there is a chance that Batman could join the CW. And did you see... Who wants to be Batman? No. It is somebody you and I both enjoy, uh, have watched for many, many years as season 11 of their show continues, and that would be Jensen Ackles from Supernatural. If he's playing Thomas Wayne, I have no problem with that. Right, if he's playing Thomas Wayne, I'm behind that 100%. (laughs) Well, Rick... That about wraps it up for this week. And you can find us both on Twitter at not so southern G's. You can find me on Twitter, Sean Thomas at Maynard98. Um, find me on Twitter at Ricky Westbrook. You can find us on Facebook at Not So Southern Gentlemen. Just search that. We're always trying to get uh, the quickest news articles and uh, some cool stuff we think we really like up on the site so give us some likes and give us some shares throw questions at us at twitter at uh, our gmail account and you know tell us what you think tell us your ideas if you got a 
a fan fiction story you want to share with us, if you got a real life story you want to share with us, no, I- not a anything. fan fiction story concerning the two of us, though. No, none of that stuff. No, keep keep the slash fiction to Reddit. That's fine. No, no. <laughs> so I'm fine with that. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna troll you there. So. Uh, just bring everything you got at us and we'll give you an opinion or we'll tell you how you're wrong and we're right or we'll, we'll listen to you and, uh, you know, just, just enjoy the community. So, for Not So Southern Gentlemen, I'm Ricky. And I'm Sean. Have a great day. <laughs>